This is a download from Newstalk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Off the ball, getting inside the game on Newstalk 106 to 108. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Ball. It's Mark Horgan and Murphy in for Owen McDevitt tonight, and John Joyles joins us in the studio. Now, how are you doing, John? All right, Mark. And Kieran. All right, John. John, this time last week we tried to explain how Chelsea had lost uh, the night before to QPR, and yeah. last night they lost again. This time to Swansea two nil. Yeah. Um, and it was at home. So even if they turn this around in the second leg, Benitez seems to have lost any chance uh, he had of winning over the fans. Certainly in the short term, anyway. Well, he was going to take a lot to win them over anyway, Mark. Mm. And he he made a bit of a start and they were coming around a little bit. The media was coming around a little bit. But as we know, a couple of bad defeats and uh, the old bad feelings come out again, which it did last night. Now, I I would have a bit of sympathy for him last night, Mark, I must say, because Ivanovic, that his name, Ivanovic, centre-back. I mean, two, Two two howlers. I mean, any manager in the world can't do anything about that because once the players go out they play but you don't expect central defenders of his quality to give goals away like that uh, and at the same time the they, Swansea played well I mean they did defend well but they, they didn't have the cutting edge last night they had a few chances Torres wasn't good again mm. Bamba looked much better when he uh, Barker looked much better yeah. when he came on uh, but I, I think he's in he's in almost an impossible position I think Benitez first of all he was an in, he's an interim manager and is called that by the directors. And I think the, the Lampard situation highlights yeah. it, what, what a precarious and difficult position he's in there. I don't think he's anything to do with uh, Lampard going. Yeah, this and he's more or less said it in the papers. Yeah, I wonder if is it, it's adding to his problems perhaps, John, but he's had this to say. I think it's always easy to talk about the legends with regard to Lampard, obviously, and you have to have a lot of respect for them. What they've achieved uh, for this club has been fantastic, but you have to have new players, English or foreign, it doesn't matter, and carry on winning games. That's what the fans are expecting. Everyone knows the legends have been here and what they've achieved, but you have to see new players coming. It's part of life. But, Surely Lampard brings qualities to the Chelsea midfield that well, well, their other midfielders don't. I think the don't. importance about that uh, 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 thing you read out there, Mark, is that at no time has he said at any stage, I want Lampard to stay yeah. or I want him to go. What he's implying there is it's okay by him if he goes. Now, that to me is uh, taking the side of the owners. Mm. But he hasn't said it. No, like he's, 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 he's waffled a bit when he said, well, do you want to keep Lampard? He said, well, it's not my decision. And I mean, does he want to keep him or does he not want to keep him? But the yeah. fact is, even no matter what he wants to do, he's not going to be allowed to do it. It's what Abramovich and the boy, particularly Abramovich, he, he wants, if he wants Lampard to go, he's going to go. So the, 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 the whole point of that, he's not in control of the situation. But has Benitez been weak there? Because should he still not divulge his opinion if he feels that Lampard should should stay? Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's a complicated situation because, you know, if Lamp, uh, sorry, if Benitez takes the job on the conditions in which he took the job, then he's going to be weak. Yeah, he has to be, or else he comes out against the owners to say, "I want Lampard to stay." Now, what will happen then is a Bromwich will have him in the office and maybe out in his ear. Yeah, so he's playing the game in that way, which I'm I'm a bit surprised at him, you know, because uh, you know if you take the job on the conditions that he obviously took the job on. He would know as a professional fo- uh, man, football man, that it's almost impossible to do the job in the way you want to do it. Yeah. It's an incredibly odd position to be in, isn't it? Um, well, he wouldn't be the first, but he, 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 this would be a more obvious one because it's out in the open. 
Uh, you know, he's regarded as the interim, interim manager. We know he hasn't made any decision on Lampard. He didn't make any decision on the players that he inherited in the summer. No manager did. Di Matteo mm. was on sort of on leave. Well, he wasn't employed at that time when they bought Oscar, uh, Hazard uh, and one other player. I can't remember who it was. Uh, so he'd no control over that either. So what Di Matteo signed on to was what he got in the sack in the end. Now, what uh, Benitez has signed on to, the conditions he signed on to, that's what's happening at the moment. I don't think he. I think he signed on to what's on the label. You know, they were talking about what's on the label. Yeah. I think this was on the label for him. You know, you'll hear some managers uh, here on talking, yeah. and they say, "Well, I'm being let down here because that's not what I signed on to." You know, that's that wasn't on the label that I couldn't hold players. I keep Lampard. I let him go. Do whatever I want. Yeah, and it's weird because Benitez, as a manager at all of his clubs, has always been about total control of everything that happens yes. at the club. For him to take the job, the Chelsea job now is really it's really out of character. Well, for him. surely well, then just there mustn't have been any other offers coming through. He's mm. been waiting well, for too long. He well, needed to go back in. A long time, Mark. You yeah. know, and I'd say the money would be very attractive at uh, at Chelsea. But there again, then you can't have any sympathy for him if you take the money. Uh, and you know the conditions you're taking your money, then that's the that's the job. But as you say, Kieran, at Liverpool, I mean, one of the reasons he fell out with the directors at Liverpool is that he didn't have the control yeah. that he wanted. You remember he wanted to, to buy Barry from yeah, Villa? Yeah. Mm. And, they, and they came out in the end, they said, no, we don't think he's worth that money. That's that's them judging the player. And he fought against that, and he fought against it a lot. He didn't win, but at least he fought against it. Yeah. Uh, he's not fighting against anything here. Now, it's, his attitude might be as a professional football man. Look, I'm not going to get into that type of trouble before. You know, I'd say he's probably on two or three million mm. a year, right? And he's been out of work, as you say, for what, 12 months maybe? Mm. He had a bad time at Inter Milan. So if you look at it from that point of view, I'm out of work, there's a job there, I might just be able to do it as well with the players that I have. I might just, because all managers can, football people can kid themselves, that I, could, I might do it even under those conditions. I don't think he, I think it's almost impossible to do. Uh, but it, the money would be very attractive, Mark. You know, mm. two million, three million, maybe four million. As the interim manager, he might be gone at the end of the season. If, if, if what we believe Guardiola is going to come in, mm. then Benitez is gone. But I guarantee he'll get, a good, he'll get a good payoff. What about the situation that Frank Lampard finds himself in then? He's the manager who's definitely not going to back him up, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you think he gets the respect he deserves, Frank Lampard? Like his record at Chelsea, uh, 576 appearances, scored 193 goals. And during that time, he's won the Champions League, three Premier Leagues, four FA Cups and two League Cups. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Uh, he has been brilliant for them. Um, what I, what what was the question you asked, Mark? Do you, do you think he gets the respect he deserves? Um, I think the media will take Frank Lampard's side in this particular thing. But all professional footballers know that the day will come when you have to go. And mm. what Abramovich will say, well, I paid him well for all these years that he's been there. He has done brilliantly for us, but I don't think he's, he's good for the future of the club. Now, that's Abramovich making the decision. Mm. It's not Benitez making the decision. This is where I think it's wrong. But he's entitled to that opinion. I think Frank Lampard is playing it up a bit himself uh, because he got the crowd. He Did you see him lad- warming up yeah. yesterday? He was warming up, I think, for about 25 yeah, minutes. I like, you know, like he's getting the crowd the going. Yeah, and yeah. He's gone. And I'm, you know, I'm, I love the club here and I want to stay here for life and all that. But they, 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 they have to make a professional decision. You know, I'm not saying it's right. Because, I mean, if I was the manager, I'd want to keep him at least for another season. Mm. But I'm talking about from the owner's point of view. Uh, I mean, if you go back to the old days of my time uh, where the players were badly paid and they were treated much worse than, uh, than Frank Lampard has ever been treated. There was no respect whatsoever. Uh, now, at least, Frank w- uh, Lampard has been a legend, at and, and, but he's been well rewarded for the services that he's given. Mm. I mean, he'd be a very, very wealthy man. And I'm not saying money means everything, but it's better being, uh, if, you, if you think he's been uh, treated with disrespect, 
to be a, a like have forty or fifty million in the bank. Yeah, of course. Than, than, than two bob, you know. Yeah, and I suppose the stand his standing in the game though. I mean, his respect, you know, among other football people. Do you think he gets the respect there? I mean, not so much from Chelsea, but just you know, his generally, stand, yeah. Um, well, I think there's been criticism of him. Yeah. Criticism of him, uh, mostly when he plays for England. Yeah, he, he doesn't get the criticism when he's playing with Chelsea. Uh, but you, but if you look at his career, like he hasn't played as well for England as he has played for Chelsea, uh, because the setup is different and and, and 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 it can happen. You know, the way I see Frank Limpar, I think he's a terrific player, and he's of a great value in a certain way, which is scoring goals. Mm, That's yeah. his big value for the club. He scored important goals and he scored really good goals. But I don't see him. As a midfield player, really, Kieran, he's, he's, he's pl- he starts from midfield, but he's a striker coming from a midfield position. Um, you know, he's like uh, Platt when he played. Uh, Martin Peters in my day was the first mm. to call him the ghost. You wouldn't see him. Uh, and I played against him in midfield. He was non-existent in midfield, but he was great at getting in the box, good head of the ball, good finish, and he's a goal scorer. And I think Frank, Frank Lampard the same. So when he played for England, especially with, with Gerrard, and Gerard is a bit similar as well. He's a bit more dramatic and he produced more passes and he's playing more as a midfield player now than he's ever played before for Liverpool. But he was another one getting ahead of the ball and his main things were scoring goals, spectacular goals at times. So the two of them, they never had a midfield mm. as such. Not midfield players, they were good players but, uh, and they were great, at, as they say in the game, getting on the end of things. But if you, if you don't initiate something, there's no end. So when they played for England, like the most of the time they, were, they, they didn't play well. And I think he got a lot of criticism yeah. for that because people thought, well, he's getting in the England time. He's played a lot of caps. He's not doing what he does at Chelsea. You know? So I think, I think in that way, he was, he was fairly harshly uh, treated, but not for his Chelsea uh, career. What next for him then, John, do you think? Phil Thompson was talking during the week and he was suggesting that maybe at this stage in his career, he could have an impact somewhere like Gary McAllister had at Liverpool. Um, do you think he has the ability to go on and flourish somewhere else at this stage of his career? Well, the, the fact is, uh, Mark, he's scoring goals at the moment. Yeah. So who knows how long anybody's going to go? I mean, I can understand Chelsea's point of view if he wasn't playing well and he wasn't scoring a goal and he said, well, you know, he's, he's gone past his. But we don't know. I mean, he could get another two years at Chelsea. But Abramovich has made the decision that he has to go and he has to go. But, uh, I mean, if I were a club uh, in England, depending on what Frank Lampard wants to do, I'd be very interested in signing him. There's a lot of talk about Manchester United going for him, but they were denied that the other day. Yeah. Him and Ashley Cole. Um, but I wouldn't be. T- I wouldn't write. Th- I wouldn't write that off yet. You know, he's he's he's, he's scoring goals now. He could score goals at the end of the season, and you can only go on current form and players. You don't know how long they're going to last. Yeah. But if he's doing it now, he's not going to lose. He's not going to lose it in the summer. Yeah, there might be a bit of mischief to the United stuff as well. In fairness, with uh, Ferguson and Benitez and their whole relationship, you know, Ferguson always seems to take. A ch- when there's a chance going for him to needle Benitez and yeah, put more pressure indeed. on Benitez, he's <laughs> well, usually... he might be doing that, Kieran. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'd say I'd say Ferguson's read it well. I'd say he's not, uh, he'd know that uh, Benitez wouldn't have any control over the mm. situation. And this is this is the big pro- this is the big problem for Chelsea, really. And and Frank Lampard's uh, situation highlights that. Yeah, John. A point we were talking about last night, and I don't know if this also Frank Lampard's position at the moment is part of this. But uh, Wesley Snyder, he's 28, and his mm. career stalled at Inter, and mm. you know he's won almost everything yeah. there is to win in the game at, at club level. And it seems that he's quite happy to sit back, pick up his massive wages, and you know not not to to move on. Um, when does it get? At what stage does a player? Do you think today? who's won a lot in the game, decide it's about money for him. And it's potentially with Frank Lampard, maybe there's a move in the States and the horizon mm. or something like that. Yeah. When does he decide it's about securing 
more money for himself and his family as opposed to a legacy of, of honours, uh, you know, on the field? I don't, I don't think it ever ends in seeking the honours for the, the truly good lads. And I think Lampard is a good lad. Don't forget, Lampard is not making this decision. Mm. He has a decision to make where he goes and depend on the financial situation, could be, which we wanted the, the, the considerations. But Frank Lampard is saying, I'd love to stay. He wants to stay at Chelsea. So he doesn't want to go. Snyder's a different case altogether. We don't know what's happened at, at Inter Milan. I think he's a terrific player. Mm. And I think Manchester United, I would, if I'd have been uh, any influence on Manchester United, which I don't, I would have thought Snyder was going to be the ideal replacement for Scholes because he was really terrific under Mourinho. Now, you don't know what's happened at Inter Milan. You know, they might have fallen out with the coach. Things mightn't be good there. Uh, he's not getting on. He's only 28. So, the, 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 like, really, at 28, 20, you're at the peak. You should be at the peak of your career. And I think he looks after himself well. So you don't know what's actually happened there. Mightn't be about money at all, Mark. Yeah. Now he's well paid at uh, at Inter Milan. That's for sure. You know, there's no, <laughs> nothing surer. Probably two hundred grand a week. So he's he's never going to be short of money. And Frank Lampard's never going to be short of money. So they don't like the top players that I know don't make the decision uh, purely with the money mm. at stake. They're not happy at the club. They can go somewhere else. Uh, you know, and 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 if think that they do better into a good setup, it's not. It's not always about the money. Not not really. Definitely not always about the money. So, if you were playing uh, with today's money involved and the potential mm. moves that you could do, would you always see out the rest of your career at a high level as you possibly could, even if you'd won a lot of you know your yeah. your league titles and your FA cups, or yeah. would you try and seek, uh, or when it came to a certain stage in your career, would you try and seek a lot of cash? Well, it's a good question, uh, uh, Mark, because. Like I, I can only go back to my day mm. where none of the players of my generation, whether it be Bobby Charlton or Dennis Lyon, ever had enough uh, uh, money to retire on. So you were always having to play to the end, as it were. That's why some of the lads went into lower divisions. Now, I can only speak for myself. When I was leaving Leeds after 12, 12 years, I was 34, right? I, I still wanted to stay at Leeds, right? Because was, I was comfortable there and that. And I was earning reasonable money. But I went to West Brom, you know, for two years. And the last thing I wanted at the time was to go to West Brom. I was 34, right? I'm leaving Bar- uh, Leeds after 12 years, going to Birmingham, didn't know anybody in Birmingham, yeah. going back into the second division. Now, I had two of my best and happiest years at West Brom. Now, I wouldn't have done that if I'd been financially secure. Yeah. So that might answer the question. I definitely, as lads, you know, what is it? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention, you yeah. know? And if you have to do it, then you have to do it. I wouldn't have done it by choice, to be honest. If I'd have had, like the lads today, 20, 30, 40 million in the bank, I mightn't have played till I was 34. Yeah. Because it's hard work, you know, playing football at the highest level. If somebody tells me, what did you remember most about your career? Hard work. Hard work. It's really hard work and it doesn't get any easier. Uh, so it's very easy. I can understand the temptation to say lads at, you know, 30, 31, you know, who could play for another three or four. I said, no, I've, you know, I've had enough of it now. I'm, I've, I've enough money, I can retire. So, but some of the other lads go on, you know, the, the lads that really want to, my, my thing when I played was I wanted to fulfill the, 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 the talent that I had, right? Now, whether I would have stayed true to that, again, if I'd had the financial resources, mm. I've gone to West Brom, but I had two great years at West Brom and I played, played after that, you know. What made those years so good? Well, they were, they were first, I was player manager, Mm. and we got a bad start to the season in the second division and we got promotion we finished up we finished in third spot to get promotion but we were we were the best team by the end of the season with the results that we had and then we did finish seventh in the in what was then the first division you know we drew at Old Trafford we, we, we beat Manchester United 
4-0 at West Brom. And we're good players. John Wilde, uh, Lancantello, Willie Johnson. Uh, we signed uh, Laurie Cunningham. We had a really good team. Mick Martin played. Paddy Mulligan played. Irish lads. Ray Tracy had a sh- short spell. So I was... We played really well. We were good. They were good lads. And uh, it was it was a pleasure to play with those lads. Brilliant stuff, John. Stick with us. We're going to chat more after these. Off the ball on News Talk 106 to 108. Yeah, welcome back. Mark Horgan and Murphy for Owen McDevitt tonight. Owen will be back for football with John Giles next Thursday. Uh, John, the Ballon d'Or this week. Uh, Lionel Messi, unsurprisingly, won it. Presumably, <laughs> yeah. he would have got your vote too. Oh, but definitely. Ronaldo yeah. in your top three? Yeah, probably. I think, I think probably because of the... Uh, the goals that he scored for for Real Madrid. I mean, he's a phenomenal goal scorer. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I think a couple of the Spanish players could have. You know, Xavi didn't get into it. Mm. Um, PK, uh, a few of the players that you know won the European Championship, three major trophies for Spain. You know, during the year, the third, third trophy mm. that they've won. There would be a few few um, contenders there. What sort of significance do you think the modern player puts in these award ceremonies and these honours? For individuals, uh, um, I wouldn't say it would be as much as people think it was. It depends on the player. I think Messi's mm. a very modest individual. Now we read during the year whether to be true or not that uh, Ronaldo had uh, uh, fell out with the directors because they didn't back him from this particular award. Mm. But I can imagine Ronaldo <laughs> be more concerned about it than Messi. Messi just takes me stride. I mean, they don't need like some Messi don't don't need awards like that to tell them how good they are and what they've achieved. You yeah. know, the awards, awards are great because it gives everybody an interest. John, what makes you so sure or what makes you think that uh, Messi's a modest individual? You see him on the pitch. You see his behaviour. Mm. See, one of the great things about football is that you, it's out there to be seen. You know, there's a lot of businesses, as we know, and there's, there's, mm. there's, there's behind the scenes, this has gone on and that's gone on, whether it be politics and other very, very things. We don't see it. We can guess at it. But football is great for that. You can't kid anybody in football. Not over the long term. You see it on the pitch. You know, if somebody's not behaving well, if somebody's not running back, if somebody's not doing this, if Balotelli's, Balotelli's behaving the way he is, we can see it. And Bessie gets kicked, knocked on the ground, up he goes, doesn't, doesn't look for the players to be, mm. to, to be booked, scores fantastic goals. I mean, the goals he scored, or his goal scoring record, is absolutely brilliant. He plays for the team all the time, all the time. I've never seen Messi in a position where a simple ball was on and he didn't give it because he thought, well, I'm the best player in the world. Never. And most of the great players I ever ever played with or against were modest, modest mm-hmm. individuals. Because you have to be modest to 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 give of all your talents to the team. So, do you think that these awards can cause rifts potentially amongst teammates who are maybe more egotistical uh, than the likes of Lionel Messi? No, I, I, well, it's very rare. I mean, if 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 it causes friction uh, among fellow players, uh, it's because they're not particularly modest. Anyway, you know what I mean? I mean, if you take Xavi and Iniesta, who are terrific players, Fabregas uh, and the, all these great players at um, Barcelona, they could easily say, oh, I think I should have got... I don't think they would because I think they would accept mm. that mess. But even if they did, no, they wouldn't be bothered that much. I don't think they'd be bothered about it. Mm. I mean, I'm only going on my own career. If somebody won an award, I'd say, oh, yeah, I deserve that. And, uh, you know, like Football of the Year, when I was a kid, oh, I'd love to be Football of the Year because Jackie Carey... Stanley Matthews. Stanley Matthews was the first football. Carey was a great Irish player. 1942, yeah. and I always thought that. But then when I got playing, I realised that football of the year was very political. It was a very political situation. You know, I remember in, in 67, a year after the World Cup, for example, Big Jack won it. 
Yeah. And Jack admitted himself. This, hey, look, this PFA player of the year, is it? No, no, the, the, the for sports writers. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Before, before the, that ever came in, right. it was just, there was only one footballer. Yeah, mm. and then they brought in the PFA. Uh, and Jack, 67, by his own admission, had the worst season he ever had. <laughs> so, but Jack was, he was, he was very well in with the with the reporters. It was a very political situation, you know. And it used to be, it was a standing joke at Leeds, you know. If somebody was having a bad time, you say, if you keep playing like that, you get football of the year. <laughs> 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 Even Jack himself used to say it because he knew he wasn't he wasn't playing well. So I, I lost I lost the respect for that when I saw the 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 the, the political because if there was a player from London playing well, the London press would be be voting for him. You know, yeah, uh, and and it was like that. You know, any different area, it wasn't. They didn't always think, well, he's the best player. He's had the best season. You know, so you wouldn't really have given the monkeys about getting a award. No, I didn't. Days. No, no, not at the end. I did when I started playing, but at the end, I knew, I knew what it was all about. And what about the, those? You have a room full, I presume, Hall of Fame awards now at the moment. How do you stand about those or feel about those? Um, well, it, it's good and it's bad. I mean, you usually get a Hall of Fame when you're getting old, <laughs> and that's the bad part of it, Mark. You know. Uh, uh, so it's but it's very they're very nice to get you yeah. know you, like the the thing is you don't expect them I don't expect to get them and it's uh, it's 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 very good you know it's 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 a nice thing yeah all right John let's talk about uh, Man United and Liverpool on Sunday um, United have been I suppose strong in the in the big games this season last two last season's two defeats to Man City were massive in deciding the title but this season's big games read uh, Man City uh, three two Liverpool two one Chelsea three two and Arsenal two one um, and even though but at the same time even though Liverpool are twenty one points off United they're always going to get up for this one aren't they. Well, it's a huge, huge match for them uh, and this huge rivalry there, as we know. Rogers' first season. Uh, they'd always want to beat Manchester United anyway. I mean, th- there's no doubt. You say Liverpool have no chance of winning the mm. winning the Premiership, but they'd love to stop Manchester United doing it. There's no doubt about that. And they'd certainly have a go. Certainly have a go. Is that at Old Trafford or uh, Anfield? It's at um, Old Trafford. Yeah, well, I'd have to fancy Man U on that. I don't think Liverpool you know, are, are there yet. They've, yeah. few, they've, they've, they've a long way to go yet to, to really challenge them. doesn't mean they won't do it on the day against Manchester United, but I'd be very, very surprised if Manchester United didn't do them. I know we mentioned this uh, last week, but Brendan Rodgers had a few things to say this week as well. He is a, uh, he's a thing for bringing young players from the area into the <laughs> club, it seems. Yeah. Uh, the big thing is getting in, this is a quote, the big thing is getting in young players in here from the local area, here in Liverpool, from Liverpool. If you look at the history here, the Carragher, the Gerrard, the McManaman, the Fowler, the Owen, and you name me the two best players in England the last six or seven years, Stephen Gerrard and Wayne Rooney, they're scousers. One is from the part of the city and the other from that part. Uh, so you're telling me there are not top young talents in Liverpool. Is there something in what Rogers is saying, or is he actually just really? It's another quote that fans love to read. Um, well, I think fans like to read it, and what he's saying is, well, I, I, I like the Spanish players, but I prefer to have the English players. Well, who wouldn't mm. if they're good enough? Um, but if you look at Liverpool's records of actually producing players um, from from Liverpool, it's not that good. I mean, he's mentioned some great players there, but that's over a long, long period of time. And I think uh, is it Warnock was the last Liverpool player, local player. To really make yeah, it, at, yeah, I think yeah. I read that in the art just before I come in, Mark. Yeah. So, I, I, like, you'd have to ask as well. Maybe Rogers is. If we haven't produced these players over, you, what what's the academy been about? What yeah. were they doing? Like, where do you produce them? You know, you don't wave a magic wand. The players turn up. They're either there or they're not there. And mm. if Liverpool haven't produced them and they've been there, then that's their fault. So he might be saying, "Well, we need." He didn't say it, but it, what he might be saying is trying to say is, "We we have to get the academy sorted out." Mm. And it's a very kind of populist thing to say as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's an easy thing for yeah. for him to say 
in the expectation that fans will sort of like him on the back of, of it. Of course, yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't? I mean, if you read the article and he wants to produce local players uh, who are as good as these players that he's mentioned uh, and not sign foreign players, all the clubs want that. Mm. But how do you do it? You know, how do you yeah. do is another point. I mean, even, even Man U, like, and, and he's saying, I think he said something about signing the players, you know, uh, that Manchester United produced. But Manchester United signed a lot of players as well. I mean, the, 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 the big years a few years ago when they produced Beckham and the Nevilles and Butt uh, and Scholes and Giggs. But if you look at Manchester United, they haven't produced many home-based players since that particular time because mm. it doesn't happen every year. That was a great bunch of lads that they had. Uh, but in Liverpool's case... Uh, you know, all the clubs would love to say Arsenal, nearly all foreigners, young lads, foreigners. Mm. I mean, frankly, I wish I could sign a lot more uh, local lads. Do you think having a lot of local lads makes a big difference to the team dynamic? Only if they're good enough. Mm. Only if they're good enough. I mean, just because he's a local lad, and if he can't play, he's not, he's not going to add anything to it. And we've seen in the past that if you sign the foreign players of the right type, it, people don't care. Like when Arsenal were winning things, when they had, I think, two, two or three English players on the pitch, the fans don't care. You know, as long as the team is, is doing well. And that's the way it is it is today. I think what a lot of the managers think, that there's a certain uh, quality to the to the English lads, maybe more passion in that mm. to the English lads. So maybe two or three of them or four of them in the team would be great. But they have to be they have to be of the right calibre. I mean, Chelsea, with, you know, Cole, I think, has been an exceptional good player. Terry's been an exceptional good player for them. And, and they, they've really enhanced Chelsea. But very few others, mm. very few. In skulls, of course, the, 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 when they played skulls and gigs and the Nevilles and that, they all were, were, were terrific players. I think the ideal situation is to produce this calibre of player from the local area. But everybody wants that, and the hard thing is doing it. Yeah, I'm so sure the players are there, or else if the players have been there and Liverpool haven't got them. Well, that's and they're scouting and the and the, the academy hasn't been working very well. All right, keep your texts coming in on five three one zero six to John Giles because we're going to get to them right after the break. Off the ball, getting inside the game on Newstalk 106 to 108. As always, tons of text in here for John Giles. We'll start with Alan and Crumlin. Does the game not need egos like Ronaldo? And did John play with anyone like Ronaldo? Um, no, I never played with anyone like Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, I think he's a, 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 an exceptional talent. And the, the game does need stars. And there's no doubt, uh, you know, Ronaldo's a star. Um, I don't, I, it's a few faults for, for me. Not to be a great player, but his value is great, and people mm. love him. And he's, he's, he's but it's funny enough, a lot of people love Balotelli, mm. you know, because he, he's a star for all the wrong reasons, but he's a star. But give me Messi any time that does been because of his performances on the pitch, uh, is 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 the is the is the real star. Ronaldo scored a hat trick last night, and Ferguson was again talking about how brilliant he is. Yeah. Do you think he might want him back? I think he'd have him tomorrow. I think he loves yeah. him. I think Ferguson fell in love with Ronaldo. Yeah, was there. It's, it's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so I think he fell in love with him until it was time for him to go. Yeah, remember he was gone, and he took him off one day, and he had a huff. Uh, he had a huff, mm. Ronaldo, and, and Ferguson didn't care. Ferguson, Ferguson, as we know, he only cares about Manchester United, which that's his job, and and he's and he's brilliant at it. But when when the, during the, the press lads, when everybody ever suggested the press lad that Ronaldo was a diver, yeah, he was going mad. He was nearly choking him, you know, as if my, my lad wouldn't. Wouldn't do that. Never could never see that. any wrong in him, you know. Yeah. yeah. But that's part of Ferguson's greatness, you know. He's, he's gla- the glass is always overflowing. Yeah. Uh, well, lads, what does uh, John think of the job Andrew Villas Boas is doing at Spurs, considering this team's down? Modric, Van der Vaart, King, plus Kabul, Parker injured all season. He's also blooded young players. If it was Redknapp, the media would be all over it. Well, I think that's been a bit harsh on on, on Harry. I mean, Harry did take them over 
and Hardy keeps reminding everybody they only had two points <laughs> after so many games mm. and he got them I mean don't forget they finished fourth last year and it, the, the only reason they didn't in the Champions League was because Chelsea unexpectedly uh, won the, the Champions League itself so they were out uh, but like it was a great performance since Harry's been there Like to, to, he was in the European uh, the, sorry the Champions League before they got them into that position last year so Boys has to do that yet Um and I think the job he's done so far has, has been okay, but the jury would still be out now. It's a topic we were talking about off air, John. Uh, John said in the show a couple of weeks ago that the Arsenal defence were as bad as any in the league, but according to the table, only three teams, City, Chelsea, and Stoke, have conceded fewer goals, and Man United have conceded six more than Arsenal. Is it now just fashionable to knock the Arsenal back four? That's ahead of this weekend's match against uh, Man City. Well, go and watch them on, on, on Sunday <laughs> and see. I think they're the worst organised back four uh, in the Premiership. Now, statistics will tell you anything. It doesn't mean that they lose a goal all the time to defend badly, uh, but at the same time, to be to be you know to to say that they're because of statistics it's, it's implied that they're actually defending well and that they're being too critical. I don't think so. They, they get up too far up the pitch. I'm not going to go into it technically, but mm. they get too far up. They leave a lot of room behind them. Mertesacker, I think, is a disaster if he plays. And there's a lot of quality about Arsenal going forward. It can be absolutely brilliant as they have been in the past. But defensively, I think they're very very poor. Uh, does John think Chelsea managers get paid off not to speak out against Abramovich he sacked 11 managers and not a bad word from oh, Scott I, and Dublin I, would, I wouldn't be surprised with that yeah, yeah. they're, paying them, they're paying them enough anyway, like after yeah. they're finished oh yeah uh, there's bound to be some sort of confidentiality agreement or something oh, like definitely, that. definitely. No, nobody's, nobody's ever spoken out yeah, the book well, will be written someday though oh, well, some of them will do when, yeah. when, 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 when we're all a lot, lot older <laughs> uh, well I mean, you lads are a lot older <laughs> but uh, uh, no, Mourinho didn't say anything, but I'd say he, I'd say he, he would be generous in that particular way, you know. Whether it be Ancelotti, or, and Ancelotti, I thought was very poorly treated. Mm. Won the double the previous year in his first season, and then he was gone next season. But never said a dick. But that, that's usually the way that he would say, okay, because he splashes the money around. How much is he paid in compensation? Eighty-five million or something. That yeah, he, something he, ridiculous. He doesn't yeah. bother him. And to be fair to him, he does. He doesn't seem to be any argument about uh, or disputes about what he's going to is going to pay them off. A last quick one in light of last night's match, John. Uh, Mark, could you ask John his memories of Michael Laudrup as a player and also if he thinks he's actually improved things at Swansea? Well, Swansea was good last year and he certainly hasn't done them any harm and he probably has improved them, but we'll know by the end of the season. They play really good football, been very, very impressed with him. He was a terrific player. If you mm-hmm. look at all the things he won in, in Spain, I think with Barcelona and Real Madrid and Ajax, you know, unbelievable record. And uh, he, was, he, was, he was a terrific player. As a manager, I think so far he's done everything that's been asked of him. But we'll really judge it at the end of the season. John, really enjoyed chatting to you tonight. Thanks so much for Thanks, coming Mark. in. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Kieran. Great, John. Okay, lots more coming up after eight o'clock. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.